It is Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show. You are with Lyle and Minnie. We're about to get into our Bible study. Super excited to hear from you guys and to hear what you've got to say. Okay, so uh, of course, coming up right after the show today, we have The End, Mm. America and The End. This was the program that we presented last night. For those of you who missed it, it will be following right along after the show today. We would love you to join us for the live show. So the live show happens each evening at theend.digital, either on Facebook, YouTube, or the end.digital website. You can go there and you can join the live show where you can send through your comments, your questions, you can participate, you can. Uh, we have a whole bunch of people just sending messages through yesterday. Uh, after the presentation, uh, I'm presenting this evening. After the presentation, live question and answer time. Yeah, amazing. This so, is week two, hey? This is week two. Mm, yeah. So we're kind of about halfway through there. Mm. And by this evening, it's going to be interesting because we should, at the very least, we will have some preliminary election results from the United States and we will be able to see which way things are heading there. Oh. So that should make for some interesting uh, conversation. Interesting conversation. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of controversy. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be speaking about. The recent history of the United States Constitution, so looking back over the last 30, 40 years or so, thereabouts, and I'm going to work through, I'm particularly going to look at the, uh, the Supreme Court of the United States and look at how they have been systematically dismantling the United States Constitution during that time. Ooh. So. Ooh, interesting. Yes. And... I think you will actually so be along. shocked at how much America has lost that they actually have no idea that they've lost. They just assume that, you know, we still have these rights. They don't. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. So we'll all come along, learn all the things. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. interesting. Absolutely. I'll give you another hint. The Supreme Court has been systematically, and it doesn't matter whether the Supreme Court is right or left. That's the other weird thing about it. They have been systematically behind the scenes, setting up an inquisitional system of justice. What does that actually mean, Lyle, just real quick? So the inquisition (laughs) is also called the Holy Office uh, and exists in the Vatican. Because that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of the Spanish inquisition. That's right. It's a religious religious, uh, system of justice. Interesting. That has a pretty dark history. Mm, mm-hmm. And the history of, you know, recent times in the US has been pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. You got this strange you got this strange contrast in that country between good and evil. It's like here's a here's a type, here's a symbol of the great controversy because you got good and you got evil within the same system fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And both existing side by side and some things, you know, you just absolutely love about it and other things you just, it's like, how can this be? How is this even possible? Wow. Yeah. So that's that's this evening's presentation. 7.30 this evening. So that will be at, uh, that will be at, uh, on, on Facebook, YouTube, or on the website, theend.digital. Just go there and we will be live. Looking forward to your company. See, when someone talks about politics like this, I find it really interesting. 
normally I'm like, oh, it's just name. Like, <laughs> but chuck some history in there. I'm like, oh. So, Minnie's va- vaguely things. aware that something might be happening in <laughs> the United States right now yeah. and it involves two different people. Um, and yeah, and some people <laughs> love them and some people hate them and it doesn't really mean anything to me. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Interesting quote in our Bible study today. The greatest teacher the world has ever seen. Would that be an accurate description of Jesus Christ? 100%. Okay, and the word for teacher, you know what the word for teacher in the Bible is, uh, particularly in the first century? Are we talking about rabbi? Or? Yes. Okay. The yeah. word rabbi. I was like, oh, I don't use that. Yeah. And so often Jesus would be referred to as rabbi, which is just saying, hey, teacher. Yes. Mm. Uh, like respected teacher. Respected mm. teacher. That's right. Which is interesting because Jesus had no qualifications for that. If Jesus existed within the Jewish community today, within most sectors of the Jewish community, he could never receive that title because he didn't have the necessary qualifications, hadn't done the necessary education to receive that title. Mm. We live in a world today where titles are kind of handed out uh, based on qualifications rather than on what a person actually does. Oh, yeah, we very much live in that space, hey. And that's not a healthy space to be in. Mm-hmm. When, you look at, when you look at Jesus and the disciples, within most churches today, and I don't think our church is immune from it, none of them could be ordained to ministry. Mm. You know, and that's a bit scary when you think about it because none of them had the necessary qualifications. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, these were these were people who learned in the field rather than in the university. And the Bible talks about the Jews at the time. It's like, you know, how does how does this person know so much having never learned? Mm-hmm. Well, the fact is that Jesus had learned; he just hadn't learned in their system. Yep. And just because you haven't gone through a system doesn't mean you don't know stuff. Mm. And you know, just on the disciples, one of my favorite passages in Acts is where it talks, I think it's Peter and someone is talking to them and it says that they marveled because they'd seen that they'd been with Jesus. I was like, could you imagine if that's what they said about us? They'd been with yes. Jesus, the best teacher. Yes. They learned yes. from the best. Like. Absolutely. That's got to be the best reference you can possibly get. Mm. Where regardless of whether people like it or not, that's the best compliment right there that anyone can receive. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, so when you look at John chapter one, of course, John chapter one introduces us to Jesus as uh, the you know the, the God mm-hmm. who is made flesh. So maybe we'll just briefly remind ourselves of John one and verse fourteen. If you could read that one for us, please, Minnie. Sure, could. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Jesus became a human being just like us. Yeah. John says we've seen his glory, but he was a human just like us, and he came to this earth to be the master teacher. Mm-hmm. And so, Minnie, you're a school teacher. Working on it. Yes. <laughs> In training. <laughs> Speaking of having to have qualifications. What, a year to go? <laughs> yeah, ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Minnie's going to have qualifications. She's going to be one of these teachers that is qualified. So that's actually you know kind of necessary <laughs> in today's society. Um, here's your ultimate example. Mm. Your ultimate example of a teacher didn't actually have any qualifications at all, but the greatest teacher mm. our world has ever seen. 
Let's go to John chapter 1, and we will look at verse 27 and 28. John 1, verse 27, 28. If you could read those ones for us, please. Mm -hmm. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. This encounter took place in uh, Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River where John was baptizing. So that was John the Baptist saying. That's right. That's right. Um, actually, it was. I was after verse twenty-eight, is not verse thirty. Sorry, verse thirty-eight, not verse twenty-eight. But that's okay. Huh. We'll, we'll go to okay. verse thirty-eight in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so John recognizes the greatness mm. of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. By the way, uh, John's qualifications. Look, none that we know of. So bit- John's qualifications, Jesus' qualifications, the disciples' qualifications. Mm-hmm. And you kind of work your way down through that list, and there's nobody that's actually got a degree in anything. Mm. None of those none of those people, neither John the Baptist, Jesus, or any of the disciples, would qualify to be ordained to ministry in any mainstream church today, ours included. Mm. And that's a tragedy. Which is a really important thing to note, I think. Like not to discredit, not at all, that people who are training. No, you know, not, not at not, all. Not in any way, no, shape, or form. But also, it's not either or, just as well as. We know these guys were called, like John, fully Holy Spirit. Yes. You know? The key here is that these people were not uneducated people. Mm. They were highly educated people. They just hadn't gone through the system. Yeah. Yeah. The disciples spent three years with Jesus. Mm. Not educated in the way that the people wanted them to They didn't have a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so they were unrecognized because they didn't Mm. have a degree. Yeah. John grew up out in the desert. He was raised in a... Uh, possibly an Essene environment, some people speculate, but in mm. an area in which he would have been educated by his parents extensively. Yeah, 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 yeah. fully. Yeah. Okay. Which, actually, just quick side note, testifies a lot to um, the teaching a parent can do. Like, it does. To neglect, like, to it not does. see that the parent's role as teacher is important, yes. you miss a lot. Uh, you know? Absolutely. Like, like, yes, I'm training to be a teacher. But there are parents out there who know a lot more than I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> just how well, it is. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, someone wants to weigh in on the uh, on the election today. Oh, okay. Trump and Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, just to say, it doesn't really matter since both are on the same page when it comes to global politics, um, and hence the American Constitution will be fully rejected and religious laws hmm. initiated. Oh, so this person reckons no matter which way it goes. doesn't matter. He, this person saying he, he doesn't think it's, does, it matters. I, I, I agree with him because I read what the Bible says and the Bible says those things are going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, who knows? We might have some presidents who will delay that and some presidents who will accelerate it. How am I to guess? Mm. But it will come. I just know what the Bible says. Mm. I know that the Bible says that at the end of time, religious liberty goes down the tube. Mm. I know that in the world up until this particular point, America has positioned itself as the champion of religious liberty in the world. And I know that America will be a major player at the end of time. And if you want to hear more about that, you need to join us this evening for the N.Digital. Hey, come along. Cheeky plug. Ah, there you go. There you go. But reasonable, yeah. Absolutely. So we're talking about Jesus as the great teacher right here. Uh, let's see, let's go down to verse 37, 38. Okay. So when John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looking, uh, looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. 
So this is interesting. You know, John has pointed out this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Yeah. Very interesting language. Yeah. Right? What meaning does that have to the disciples? Well, okay, so what meaning does that have to us today? Lots oh, of meaning. Yeah, because we know that Jesus on the cross. Exactly. Was, you know, we look back to that. We look back to that and we say, okay, when John said the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world, that's like kind of obvious because Jesus gives his life as a sacrifice. The Lamb is a sacrifice. The sacrifice is a symbol of Jesus. That makes perfect sense. Mm. We don't even blink that John was saying anything strange, radical, weird or otherwise. Mm. But when John says somebody is coming after me and John's a great preacher mm. with a great following whose shoelaces – I'm not even unworthy to undo. You know, if even if I was his slave, I would, you know, I wouldn't be even worthy of touching his shoelaces. Mm. He is clearly referencing the Messiah. Through the shoe thing or the Through lamb the shoe thing? thing. Through the oh. shoe thing. Okay, I was gonna say, but yes. this lamb, only was, only ooh. somebody as great as the Messiah Uh-oh. could ever reach that level of importance. Right. So he's clearly referencing when he talks about the, the, the shoe thing, the Messiah. Then when he sees the Messiah, Mm. he says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. So he now identifies the Messiah by using the words, the Lamb of God. That's a sanctuary service. And so then you've got these two disciples. They're like, zip, and they just start following him. You know, I've often wondered, okay, everybody goes to John, and they're listening to John, and John is the forerunner of the Messiah. Everybody understands that. Everybody is expecting him to point out the Messiah, waiting for it to happen. And so the Messiah turns up, and he points out the Messiah, and two people follow him. (laughs) Yeah, true. Don't think of it like that, hey? Yeah. And I think it's got a lot to do with the way he introduced the Messiah. He did not introduce the Messiah like, oh, that's the Messiah over there. He didn't introduce the Messiah as is like uh, you know let's have a bit of a ceremony and let's welcome you know this great king or ruler or general or whoever it might be who is the Messiah ordained of God. He's like no, this is the Lamb of God. Mm. Now in the minds of the Jewish people at that time, they're like the Lamb of God. What does that even mean? <laughs> you know, what what are we what are we talking about right here? You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, so a couple of other text messages we need to go through here before we get back into our Bible study. Uh, Judas was qualified. Mm. Okay, so out of the, we were talking points. about none of, none of uh-huh. the 12 disciples were qualified, but Judas had qualifications. He had a formal education, unlike the others. Mm. And he betrayed Jesus. The wrong type of education. Okay, so education is, there's, there's, there's nothing more valuable than education, provided it's the right type of education. Yeah. So if the foundation of education is redemption. Mm. The purpose of education is redemption. Yeah. You've got the right kind of education right there. Uh, all right, so another text message here. Last night program on American End was amazing. Charissa took it last night and she did do a, just an amazing job. I have learned so much from the program. Make sure you listen to it tonight. You won't regret it. So nice to have a shout-out from a listener for The End.Digital. And, of course, we'll be on right after the show today with last night's presentation by Sharissa mm. uh, of The End.Digital. So if you missed it last night, make sure that you stay tuned once we finish the breakfast show because Sharissa will be coming on to talk about uh, The End.Digital and the origins of the U.S. Constitution. 
Everyone, who was I talking to? I was talking to a few people and they they listened all last week and they were like, oh, it's really good. Go listen. So there you go. Praise God. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> all right. Where are we up to? We are, we are in we the book of really, John. Yes. And we were talking about. John's two disciples. John's two disciples. And how that when, when John says, you know, behold the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Those two disciples followed Jesus as the Messiah. And they were like, well, where are you staying? He takes them to where he's staying. I can't imagine it was the Ritz. <laughs> nah. You know, if you look at the life of Jesus, you know, he talks about have you know, foxes have dens in the ground and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lie his head. Mm. He owned no home. He lived in no building. The only possession that he had by the time that he died was effectively a bed sheet, a piece of cloth that had no seam in it. <laughs> that was the only possession that Jesus had. And so these two disciples are actually men of great faith. Fully. Because they yeah. would not understand, you know, what's he mean, the, the, the Lamb of God? Why would you call the Messiah the Lamb of God? What's, what's the Lamb got to do with the Messiah? Mm. And so they follow this guy because John said so, and he takes them to where he's staying, which, you know, maybe it was a friend's place, maybe it was who knows where it was. But it would have been a humble place. Mm. And the Bible says they spent all that day with him, all the next day with him. Uh, they didn't want to be out of his presence. And he's just teaching them. But he, they address him with that very, very honorific term of rabbi. Yes. Yeah. They're like, okay, he's a carpenter. But we're happy to call him rabbi because that's who he is. That's a description of what he actually does, which is um, so... True and it, I just, I think it would have been so trippy to be like the one who teaches you everything you truly need to know actually doesn't have much. Because even, I mean, don't get me wrong, like I'm pretty happy to be like a dirtbag traveller. <laughs> like I've got no problems. But not, every, then, not everybody's in that same category. No, and I do think that just generally speaking, even in our society now, we kind of expect that if you know lots of things, you're going to be going okay, you know. Like we, we just kind of associate where you're at, like spiritual or whatever, with like being – which is not necessarily biblically accurate, by the There's way. There's plenty of guys with PhDs who are living on the streets right now. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? We, we kind of have this thing in our heads. We do. That we just kind of expect. Yes, and I just imagine for these guys, particularly in the context of a culture that expected a Messiah and expected a Messiah with lots of flash and lots of, you know, pizzazz and to have this guy be like, well, you can't. Inquiry, he was all about inquiry, right? Like how many questions did Jesus have? Like do, sometimes I read the Bible yes. and I'm like, maybe you would have been quite a frustrating teacher. You know when you don't know the answer? I was this kid in class. I was like, I don't know. Just tell me. Just tell me what you want. Me. But and you Jesus had some was, teachers that would just ask you questions. Yeah, and try and. But not a lot, because a lot of them, it. if you didn't get it, they would just tell you. Right. Right. Jesus but a good really, teacher knows how to ask questions so that you actually learn the answer yourself. Yes. Because once again, when you learn it that way, you remember it. Exactly. It sticks in your head. See, no, someone needs to do their PhD thesis. <laughs> <laughs> on all the questions that Jesus asked. Yeah, there we go. There's a subject for someone. You're looking for something to mm. to uh, get a degree based on, maybe do some research right there. Mm. Well, because Jesus so invites people into the experience of knowing God, right? Not just knowing about God. And it's easy to confuse the two sometimes. Yes, mm. indeed. 
Okay, so here's a question coming out of the Bible study. What can we learn from Jesus about why not only what we say is important for teaching, but also what we do? So you're a school teacher. You're going to say a lot of things in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Why is what you do just as important as what you say? So many. I... I think my first year of study, one of my teachers said this, and it's always stuck me this. She says, um, you will teach far more who you are than you will what you know, whether you mean to or not. Oh, that's interesting. It was actually the most amazing because a whole bunch of my teachers where I started studying, they were all about, yeah, 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 you, you do need to know things. Like if you're uh-huh. trying to teach maths, you need to have a basic understanding of maths. But they were all really, really strong on, but who as a person do you want to be? As a teacher, who do you want to be? Because that will come out. And also being able to, I think, also in that space, you're inviting people into what you're about. Does that make sense? Uh-huh, so, uh-huh, uh-huh. so in you know, I'll use myself as an example. This is a conversation I had with someone recently. I was like, how can I ever say to kids in a classroom, yeah, 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 come to me if you ever have problems. Like if you ever need help, come to me. If I, in my life, never know how to do that. Do you know what I mean? This is so interesting. I'm just sort of sitting here thinking, okay, who are my two favourite teachers? My two favourite teachers were when I was in primary school and one of them was fresh out of college, Mm -hmm. like that was her first placement. The other one had a master's in education and was teaching a school of 10 students, which was kind of cool. I don't remember anything they taught me, but I remember who they were. Exactly. And I remember how they lived their life and I remember what they modelled to me. As a as, as a you know how to live a Christian life. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. All right, it is now time for for question of the day. <laughs> well, that was so good. Um, our, so question our question of the, of the day, day was here a moment ago, and it just it just vanished off the screen. But um, it's something to do with if the formula for life yes. is the dust. Okay, there we go. The dust of the ground plus the breath of life equals a living soul. Yes. If that's a formula, then are animals created with this formula? If no, what formula? If yes, does it make us different from animals in terms of our eternal destiny? Okay. That's a, a question. really, really yeah, good <laughs> question. I really like this question. Okay, so when we go back to the original formula, the Bible says that man for- God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so there's a difference there straight away. Mm-hmm. He spoke the animals into existence. Mm. He formed man out of the dust of the ground. Now, are animals made out of the dust of the ground? Yes, if an animal dies, you can go back six months later and it's turned back to dirt. Yeah. All right, so yes, animals are made out of the same chemical components that we are made out of. So he formed man out of the dust of the ground. The Bible says he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Now, when it says that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, it's not just talking about oxygen. Mm. Because you can make a body and you can pump oxygen into that body all you want. It's not going to live. Yeah. God gave the gift of life. So the breath of life is that Gift of life that comes along obviously with oxygen as well. Oxygen was a very important part of that, and <laughs> remain, remain so, remain so. Okay, so that's how that's what the Bible says in Genesis chapter two and verse seven. God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living soul. Let's compare that with animals. Do they have a body? Yes, they do. Is that body made out of the dust of the ground? Dirt. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Do they have the breath of life? 
Yes, because they're living. Yes, they do, because they wouldn't be alive mm-hmm. if they didn't. They are a living being. Okay, so there are aspects in which we're no different from the animals. Mm-hmm. There are other aspects in which we are vastly different. And we kind of hinted at that at the beginning where we found that the Bible says that he spoke the animals into existence. That's impersonal. Mm. He formed God. He formed man. That's personal. The Bible says that Jesus, that God came in the cool of the evening to talk to, to communicate with Adam and Eve. Mm. So God communicates with humans in, you know, he doesn't communicate with animals, not like, you know, having sitting down and having a conversation and building a relationship. And so there are some similarities. There are also some vast differences. Now, if we go across to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, and we look at the basic components for life a body and the breath. This is what the Bible says about the basic components. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 19. For that which befalls the sons of men befalls beasts or animals. Even one thing happens to both of them. As one dies, so dies the other. Yes, they all have one breath, so that a man has no preeminence over an animal, for all is vanity. All go to one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. And so when it comes to the actual physical elements of body and breath, uh, the spark of life that God gives to us, we're exactly the same as an animal. Mm. When it comes to the relationship that we have with God, that's a completely different kettle of fish. Now, on that, the next part of the question is, what about their eternal destiny? Do animals go to heaven? And the answer to that one is that the Bible does not say. The Bible does say that God loves animals, he cares for animals, he loves us and he cares for us, but the Bible's silent on that. Hmm. All I know is that when we get to heaven, we're going to be fully satisfied with whatever God has come up with. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.